Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we finish speaking with George Toma, the American legend and folk hero who has an NFL Super Bowl ring with the Kansas City Chiefs as the groundskeeper. He's much more than that. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me for this. Bob's Your Uncle Podcast Season 1, Episode 14. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, the list goes on. We have a lot of topics to discuss. Even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We do want to see and hear you. Send us a message on Facebook or Instagram. In the weeks to come, we'll speak about country music, Jewish DNA tests, and so much more. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset, at the gym, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us these 18 minutes. Historical Marker of the Week On this date in history, 31 May, in 1819, Walt Whitman was born. He's the one who wrote, Leaves of Grass, with one of my favorite quotes, Keep your face always toward the sunshine, and shadows will fall behind you. Staying in the 19th century on 31 May, in 1859, the great clock housing Big Ben starts keeping time. The clock at the top of Elizabeth Tower, at the north end of the British Houses of Parliament, is one of the world's best-known timekeepers. And that's the historical marker of the week. It's now time for part two of this amazing interview I recorded in the lounge room of George Toma in Kansas City, who tells us about lawn care and sports and his own life. The NFL, there'd be no George Toma. They're the ones that made me. Then we had football. Yeah, so you... In 63, football came in. Dallas came up and became... And I was probably one of the few first people that met Lamar Hunt, who I never, I never knew. I was on top of the shed. We had a big, big shed in center field, and we had a hole in the roof where the flagpole came up. And I was up there in uh, October putting plywood over there so the snow wouldn't come in. And I saw a man walking in left field about 9 o'clock in the morning. So I slid down that pole and told the man, Got to hit the road, nobody in there. So he never said a word left. So a couple hours later, a Cadillac comes up, and here's Mayor Roar Bartle. H. Roar Bartle. And he says, George, come over here. He said, I got two men here. I want you to show them the clubhouse, the offices, the field. And he, one guy came out. He was a big guy, tall. He said, this is Mr. Jack. And then the other guy come out, smaller guy, and he said, this is Mr. Lamar. And the guy I threw out, you know what I mean? He said, show <laughs> the him. The same felt you threw out Lamar, huh? Right. Out of left field. Right. <laughs> out of the moment of stadium. But 
see with those kids and everything, we had the Kansas City A's and Royals play baseball there. Then we had the Kansas City Chiefs play football. We had the Kansas City Spurs play soccer. And we had uh, the Beatles concert there in 65. Then we had religious events there. And with all those events on that field, we never resoldered that field. What'd you do? You we just... just with my seating method, never resoldered the field. And they says uh, we had the best baseball field in baseball. We had the best football field in football. And we had this. Pele said we had the second best field in in soccer. What was the first down in Brazil? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think it was probably uh, London. Hmm. Then my oldest son Chip, he went down to uh, Brazil and. Your your son worked with you at right, the stadium. Right, he was there at me at the stadium. His name is Chip. He's reti- He's sixty seven years old now. He's retired and he works, uh, got tired of sitting on his fanny in Fort Myers, Florida. So he works for the Lee County and the uh, Minnesota Twins. Now, you have a son who's retired, but wait a minute. Every year, the Super Bowl calls you, what, what is it, 55, 56 years? This will be 56 years, 56 And you're years. still the main head man... You're well, called we have in field director, right, but, uh, to work with the groundskeepers who are there extant in Indianapolis or New Orleans or whatever. Uh, How different is that to be? That's uh, well, actually, a one, it's for a one-off the, event. The first Super Bowl. Uh, how I got started in the first Super Bowl, that in uh, the two leagues merged, and then Pete Rosell came to town at the old stadium and had a press conference. And they asked him, what's the difference in the play of the NFL and the AFL? And he said there didn't see much difference, but he never seen a well-kept, beautiful playing field. Like so Kansas City. So come Monday, so that hit the wires. And then uh, 9 o'clock Monday, Jack Stedman, who was the president general manager of uh, the Chiefs, had a call from Tech Schramm the president general manager for the Cowboys and asking can I come down there for a week and get the field ready for a Thanksgiving Day game and went down there and got it ready for them and then when they became in the playoffs uh, Pete Rosell asked me to go down there with Tex Schramm to get the field ready for the playoff game between uh, the Packers and the Cowboys but it was a tough one because we had to get on January 1st on a Saturday, we had to get the field ready at the Cotton Bowl for Georgia and SMU for Cotton Bowl game. So when that game was over about five o'clock, we had to clean it all up and get the end zones painted to uh, uh, the Packers and the, the Cowboys. So um, so you were a groundskeeper for hire. I mean, you could come in for a one-off event and make it with their crew and in some of your fellows. Uh, you'd make it look pristine. So you built your reputation. You did a great well, job. Well, we got it there and got it in good shape. And uh, 
What do you miss, George, of that kind of energy that you describe? Going and fly into Dallas, make it happen, and then go off to the next rodeo? Well, we had the pre-germinated methods where uh, the first Super Bowl was in L.A. And uh, Pete Rosell said to me, that's your field. You do and prepare it however you want to. So uh, I said, what do you want on the 50-yard line? And he says, whatever you want. So I came up with a big football with a crown on it, an AFL and NFL. And we only had five days to get it ready. And we used the crew at the Coliseum who were good. And uh, we only had five men and I was six. Today we got 30, maybe 35, 36 men. But we didn't do much with the grass. It could have had some help. But then we painted the end zones and uh, the numbers, everything. And uh, uh, we ran out of paint Saturday night and we had to go to the arena and get some ice paint to finish up a little (laughs) touch-up. And I remember uh, on Saturday we had to stop working because the Packers were going to work out. And uh, we only spent $1,000 a year on that field. Get out. That's all? That's $1,000 a year. And then now the Chiefs, just for the football field, spend a million dollars a year. Yeah. The difference, their clubs spend more than that. But we never resodded things like that. And for the early Super Bowls, like the first uh, 12 Super Bowls or so, there was no sod in those days. Now, down in New Orleans and over in Indianapolis, they have dome stadiums. And they roll almost like you see Kansas hay rolled in that, uh, I I suppose, uh, rolled oat style. Right of the field when when it's a uh, ice hockey or some other event, and then they the the groundskeepers would bring out that rolled carpet and unroll it to right. be the forty yard to fifty yard or whatever right. it is. How different is that using indoor carpet for a football field? Well, in those days it was tough. You know the rolls were. Uh, probably 15 feet wide and about 250 feet long. And that first ones had zippers to zip them together. And then they had Velcros and things like that. And uh, then the, as, uh, today, the artificial turf is so outstanding. Uh, just at SoFi Stadium where the Super Bowl was played in LA this year, uh, when I watched it on television, I thought the end zones and the 50-yard line were inlaid, but they weren't. And that crew was the best crew I ever saw in my life. Hmm. And they were mostly Mexicans, and they were the best painters. I mean, our crew would, uh, I still say our crew would, the head ground keepers and people from this, uh, all 32 clubs, they couldn't shine those people's shoes. Hmm. So... They may have the L.A. Rams played this Sunday. Then soon that game was over, they washed that paint off and then paint chargers. And they kept on going. And when they got done painting, 
you thought that view had was in like that's how good they were. It's beautiful. And what do you miss about ongoing regular groundskeeping? I mean, your lawn here at your home is gorgeous. I knew which house it was when I drove to the neighborhood because uh, I thought this is the best lawn in the neighborhood. Well, actually, uh, my I always my grandmother and always told me whoever you work for, give them the best you have. And everybody was poor back there, so everybody had to work hard, you know, the children, things like that. Uh, you reckon your grandmother had a biblical background to kind of say, look, do do your best for God, do your best for people? Well, they were all religious people. The people on our block um, uh, were from, like, Ukraine, Poland, uh, Russia, uh, Italy, Lithuania, uh, they were all coal miners. And uh, they all poor, they all helped each other out. That's a beautiful uh, memory. And we're seeing something like that in the Russia-Ukraine conflict today, that people in Poland saying, come on, Ukrainians, we'll help you. It's right. whatever we can do. I love that spree de corps. Well, they help people like that, you know, they cooked for each other and uh, did a lot of chores for each other. And uh, my grandmother was a young girl when she came over from Poland, and she came over on a cattle boat. Do you have plans for the future? Well, I'm 93 years old. Okay. And I about had it. Uh, I have bad legs, a bad back, hmm. and I couldn't go. I go to Fort Myers, Florida for my 21st year with the uh, Minnesota Twins. In their uh, spring training league. Right. Oh, but, uh, George, thank you for your uh, time. No problem. Thank you. I, I'm going to um, let, let you go. I'm going to wish you a happy Easter. Oh, thank you. And a happy rest of life. And may you continue to make not just a, a, a football field or a baseball field beautiful, but the field of your life. You've made beautiful by well, every bit of energy you've spent. Love, I, I really see, they call it lawn care. And I think you define that, that you cared about the lawn. Some people say, oh, well, whatever. But you cared, and I, I just well, want to boast in you this, in that. You know, that I believe that the cheapest insurance for an athlete from preschool to the professional level is a good, safe playing field. And then number two, for the fans in the stands and the fans on TV, a field of beauty. Thanks, George. I appreciate you. Everybody in Kansas City appreciates you, and we wish God's best to you. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of nonfiction, the Bible, and today we read from the book of Ruth. In chapter one, it sees, says this, but Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or turn back from following you for where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. have a comment or question, do you agree with us? Hit us up on bobmendo at aol.com or on Twitter or Instagram. 
on Bob's Your Uncle PC and we'll read your views next week. Don't forget to post a review on Apple iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, and share our podcast with your mates, your friends, everyone. Thanks for helping us get known out there. Also, please follow or subscribe to the podcast and continue to hit like as well. We can use all the good speak we can get. Remember, your podcast app will notify you of the next episode. Don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McGinnis at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, we finally interview Charlie Mitchell, originally from St. Louis, Missouri. He was a professional cellist in South America and came home to hear a story from his mother about their roots that shocked him. She had been a professional pianist and music professor for decades. Wait until you hear his story unfold. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven, and Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney.